Well, good morning, Mercy Culture. It's good to see everybody this morning. My name is Les, and I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Culture Waco. We love God, we love people, and we love mercy if this tent doesn't blow away in the middle of service. But we, <laughs> the vision of Mercy Culture Church is to take people from corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. And what that means is that it has never been our goal to simply build a big church or to have a good church service. But how good was that worship service? Can we thank the worship team? Come on, for leading us into his presence this morning. Today is a special Sunday. It is the first Sunday that we've had. We've gone to two services. So welcome to the first ever second service of Mercy Culture Waco. It's good to have you here this morning. Um, I've got a few big announcements, but before we get into those, um, if this is, if you would like more information about Mercy Culture or about who we are, text the word CONNECT to 59090. You can get more information about that. The MC Connect is the process that we have to help connect you to the life of the church. You learn about our culture. You learn about our vision, our values, our unique characteristics, our leadership standards. You learn about the history of Mercy Culture, who we are. But most importantly, MC Connect is the way in which we disciple people into a daily encounter with the Lord. What is a daily encounter? I'm glad you asked. A daily encounter is a time that you get into the presence of God every single day. And unfortunately, in the church world, a lot of us have been convinced that there's only one way to connect with the Lord, that you got to come to church. When I grew up, it was all about come to church, right? Come to church, come to church, come to church. We came Sunday morning. We came Sunday night. We came for choir, choir rehearsal. It's not choir rehearsal. It was choir rehearsal. On Tuesday night, we came to church. On Wednesday night for church, we came to church, come to church, come to church. And that's how we encounter the Lord. It is getting windy. That's all right. And if, I promise, the tent's secure. And if it wasn't just about coming to church, we felt like the only way we could encounter God is the way that the pastor or the worship leader or some other church staff member encountered the Lord. But in Mercy Culture, we know that there's only one way to the Lord, and that is through Jesus. But in Jesus, there are many ways that you can encounter God. Some of you encounter God through movement. You go for a run, and you encounter the presence of the Lord. Some of you encounter God through art. Uh, through conversation, through solitude, through expression. There are many ways we want to help you to discover how you best connect with the Lord and then help you to develop a daily personal encounter plan, a way that you can encounter God's presence every single day. We've got some exciting things coming up. You just saw uh, Lou Engel announce our Citizens for Life event. That is, yeah, it's so fun. Next Sunday... We are celebrating the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It is the, that's right, it is the 50th anniversary of the court ruling that legalized abortion throughout the nation. And that court ruling actually took place at a federal courthouse in downtown Dallas, Texas. And we are going to meet at the steps of that courthouse in Dallas. We're going to thank the Lord for the overturning of Roe. And we are going to pray and intercede that abortion would be illegal, not only in this state, but in all 50 states across the nation. We are standing for life at this event. And we want to invite you out to come and partake. It's going to be 
amazing. Just text the word citizens to 59090 to get more information. There's going to be worship. There's going to be prayer. Lou Engle's going to be there. It's going to be fire. It's going to be wild. Can't wait for that. If you're, how many of you are on a fast right now with us, the 40-day fast? Come on. Don't worry. If you, if you didn't put your hand up, ain't nobody looking at you with judgment, right? We, we might look at you with hunger, but not with judgment. Some of you are fasting and doing liquids only. Others are doing a different kind of fast. But I want to encourage you. Whatever it is, fast something. Come into unity with this house. We have called a 40-day fast. You say, Pastor, I haven't been fasting yet. That's all right. We got plenty of time left. The fast runs through February the 10th. So join us today and begin to fast. And if you are, text that 40-day, 40-day, no spaces to 59090 to get our 40-day, um, what is it called? Our 40-day prayer and fasting devotional. It's really powerful, and it will help you to connect with God through this time. Well, this morning, we're going to do something different. We don't normally do this. It is not the way that we normally have service at Mercy Culture Waco. But last week in Mercy Culture Fort Worth, our senior lead pastor, Landon Schott, delivered the word of the year over all of Mercy Culture Church. If you don't know, Mercy Culture Waco is, is part of Mercy Culture as a whole. Mercy Culture was founded in Fort Worth, Texas, and we have a campus here in Waco. We have a, an Espanol campus, an online campus, and in a few short months, we'll be launching Mercy Culture in Dallas. And then there are other cities on our heart as we move forward. But we are one church in many locations. Pastor Landon and I worked on this word and this message together, and we, along with other leaders, are praying into the word of the year. And the plan was that I was going to deliver this message to you personally. And I really felt the leading of the Holy Spirit that we should come into unity with Fort Worth and watch the video from last Sunday of Pastor Landon delivering this word. So while it's not something that we normally do, I want you to do me a favor. Lock in with this word this morning. We're going to watch this screen, but I want you to interact with the message and lock in. And I promise God is going to speak to us. This is a profoundly important message. And then next week, the Lord has spoken to me to preach the word of the year part two. This is the word for Waco. There are things that God has been speaking to me for weeks prophetically over this house and for your family so you don't want to miss next week at all. And then the week after that, Pastor Landon will be with us here in the tent, live and in person. Got some exciting things coming up over the next few weeks. I want to pray over us before we get into this word that we can receive what God is speaking. So if you would just posture your heart to receive, close your eyes. Father, Lord, we open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to you. Lord, I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what your spirit is saying. Lord, I pray that we would receive the prophetic word over this house and that it would change our lives forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. 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 Let's turn our attention to the screens. Just in case the service gets crazy uh, before we leave, we have a bunch of gifts for you after service uh, for that partner with the prophetic word. So get those on your way out. Uh, we also have uh, the Mercy Culture Cross Equals Mercy uh, stickers to go on your car to help you drive spirit-filled. So <laughs> make sure you get those. 
How do you know if you're in unity with this house? You have a sticker on your car. <laughs> and I'd like to highlight Pastor Steve does not have a sticker on his car. <laughs> Felt the spirit of division. Speaking of spirits of division, I'm going to give a warning before we begin. And here's the warning. The warning is that this is a prophetic word this morning for this house. Someone say this house. So if this is a prophetic word for this house, here's what it means. It means that this is a prophetic word for the members of this house. And so if you're a visitor today, uh, or if you've been attending on the fringe for a, a few weeks or months, I'm glad you're here, welcome. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna be blessed by the word today. But, but this is really, really important. Scripture says, planted in the house of the Lord, you'll flourish in the courts of your God. And I wanted to give a charge, plant yourself. And this is really important. If it's not mercy culture, then go plant yourself in where you're supposed to be. But you need to plant yourself in the house that God has called you to and fully submit and come into unity with that house. Because here's what I heard for the members of this house is that there would be a grace on you. I actually heard this as I was praying. It would be easy to receive this word to those that are submitted and in unity. So I wanna encourage you, uh, Plant yourself. Amen? Amen? I also want to say, I'm proud of you. I am. To, to the members of this church, the way you stewarded the year of expanding territory was impressive. I could not leave Dr. Tanner and Heather's chiropractic office, which they're amazing. And I, I could not leave their office without someone. I feel like half the church goes there all the time. It's like a, it's like a nonstop small group. People are just getting cracked and then getting words from God. <laughs> I can't leave the office without someone testifying of how they've expanded territory. There's a new baby in there. We started this new business or all these different things. I, I, I love how you didn't get tired of carrying it. Now, I just felt the, pref I just felt the Holy Ghost come upon me as I just said that that's a part of this next prophetic word for this year. But you did not get tired of carrying it. And I want to celebrate you and I wanted to honor you because you are being equipped to begin to learn how to have the building blocks of faith begin to be built in your life. Because I got some exciting news for you. We're not done expanding territory. This is important for you to understand. Prophetic words do not come for a season and then they go away. We steward them. These are invitations to come in alignment with the perfect will of the Lord. So here's what this means, is that we have been building a foundation of prophetic words in mercy culture. So here's the thing, is the year of miracles of 2020 is not over. We're still in this season of miracles. 2021, the year of the supernatural. That is not a word that is gone. It is in the foundation of this house. We are still stewarding the supernatural. We're still stewarding a year of expanding territory. We're still stewarding it right now. So all of these things, here's what is wow. Uh, do you know that Israel or Jerusalem today is 55 feet higher than when Jesus walked the earth? Every time 
uh, ancient civilization was destroyed, it was rebuilt on rubble. So the original city becomes part of the foundation that it was rebuilt on. So when the Romans originally destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD, it's been rebuilt four times over the last 4, 000, or 2,000 years, and that's why it's 55 feet higher. So watch this. Mercy culture is a little higher in 2023 than where it was in 2019. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going up. In fact, even the name, the mercy culture, as I shared last week, was built on a prophetic word where the Lord said, mercy will never leave you. We are building with each prophetic word. Someone say amen. amen. How many are ready for the prophetic word of 2023? If you want my notes, text notes, I have the most notes I've ever had in any message. And uh, I have over 40 scriptures, uh, about 30 different references. There's a lot of scripture here. Second Samuel chapter six, beginning in verse one. This is not our tradition in our church. We rarely do this, we've never done this. Uh, but I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit and so we're just gonna just do it because I feel like he told us to. Uh, so let's stand for the reading of the word of God. Second Samuel chapter six, verse one, it says, David again gathered all of the chosen men of Israel, 30,000, and David arose and went with all of the people where with him in Bailey, Judah, to bring up there the ark of God, which was called by the name of the Lord, the host who sits enthroned on the cherubim. And they carried the ark of God on a new cart. Someone say new cart. And they brought it to the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Iho were the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart. Someone say new cart. And the ark of God. And Iho in Ahio went before the ark. Verse five. Then David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. And they came to the threshing floor of Nacon. And Uzzah put his hand on the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen had stumbled. Verse 7. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him down there because of his error. He died beside the ark of God. Verse 8. Then David was angry because the Lord had broken out against Uzzah, and that place he called Perez Uzzah to that day. Verse 9. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. So he said to this, look at this, how can the ark ark of the Lord come to me. So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord into the city of David, but David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom of the Gittites. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom and the Gittites for three months, and the Lord blessed Odom-Edom's entire household. Verse 12, and the king told, or excuse me, and it was told to the king, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belonged to him because the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing or joy. I came to tell you this morning that this is the year that dunamis goes from on us to in us. 
the prophetic word, the word of the Lord over Mercy Culture Church in 2023 is that this is a year of dunamis. Let's pray. So Lord, we just declare right now, this house is yours, we are yours. We declare that your word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Lord, we declare we hide your word in our heart that we would not sin against us. We declare your word is true, let every man be a liar. Father, I pray right now that you would give, you would breathe upon your word, your logos word. I pray it would become a lie. Let your spirit breathe upon it, let it become rhema. I pray that you would give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, minds to understand what your Spirit is saying to us, Holy Spirit, we declare we don't make room for you, but we give you the entire room. Like we've prayed, we say no spirit, but the Holy Spirit is welcome in this place. So we say, Holy Spirit, come, come, come. I thank you that nobody came to hear me. We all came to hear you. So we say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. And all God's people said, amen. amen. And amen. You may be seated. The Lord speaks to me throughout the year on the prophetic words for the year, and then I, I bring them to the elders. And last year, he spoke to me way, way, way early in the year. I think it was end of March, early April, where I was on the Trinity Trail, and he spoke to me about uh, the year of expanding territory when he said uh, uh, Jabez. And, and, and this year was a little different. He, he got it down to the wire. And there were some things that were stirred in me but we had staff vision week. And I remember being up late on a Monday night and it was our Sabbath night. And, and I said to Heather, I said, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I, we're going into the staff vision week where I'm supposed to give the staff the vision for the next year. And God hasn't spoken to me yet. And she said something powerful. She said, the Lord has already spoken to you. But I had heard him, but it was a quieter voice this year. So I woke up early in the morning and I started retracing my steps where I know that God had spoken to me before. And I started walking around this building early in the morning before uh, the, 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 the sun was just, just coming up. And I started thanking God for speaking to me. And I got to this side of the building right over here. I'm outside walking as the sun's coming up. And, and, and right in, the, I think that's the family area parking right over here. And as I was walking in that parking lot, I looked up at the logo that's on this side of the building, put that scripture, or put that picture up on the screen. And I saw the, the, the building from this side and I heard the audible voice of the Lord speak to me and say, I am bringing dunamis to this house. There's something significant about that side of the property. That's the side of the property where I heard the Lord say, if you give it to, it, 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 when I said to the Lord, I'll give it to you, it'll never be mine, it will always be yours. That's the side of the property where I had the vision of the two mothers, the two prostitutes that Solomon ministered to, and one was, wasn't willing to cut the baby up. She was willing to let it go on behalf of the word of the Lord or that baby to accomplish all that it set out to do. If you need a word from God, I encourage you to go to that parking lot there and pray. <laughs> he said, I am bringing dunamis to your house. I've already ministered briefly last year on dunamis. Dunamis is, in the Greek, is the word that means miraculous power, might, strength. It's a power force. It comes from the, the word dunamai, or connected to dunamai, which means to perform miracles. This is for the believer, the power of applying God's inherent abilities. 
It's the power through God's ability, or to make dunamis simple, it is the power source of God. I love this verse, Acts 1, 8, it says, but you will receive power or dunamis. Someone say dunamis. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, this is right before Jesus ascends to heaven, and he has a word for the disciples. He said, you will receive my dunamis, watch, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you. Someone say upon you. What's interesting is as God has spoken to me about dunamis, I realized that there's been this unique relationship with mercy culture and dunamis since we've started, and I didn't even realize it. In 2019, we started our church in Pasco High School, and I spontaneously began to pray, fear go, Holy Spirit come, at the end of a message called, Not a Fear. And then in 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, Pastor Jasmine began to spontaneously sing from, sing from this platform a prayer that became an anthem over this house called Fear Go. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God is not a fear, a spirit, not a fear, but of power, someone say dunamis, love and a sound mind. As we have been praying and singing and declaring fear go over your lives, over this house, over this city, and over this nation, we've been praying prayers of dunamis. 2020, we said, was a year of miracles. And then last year, I'm teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, as the Lord directed me to do. And one of the gifts of the Spirit is from 1 Corinthians 12, 10, where they're all found, is another is miraculous power. Someone say dunamis. As we declared miracles over this house for that entire year, we were declaring dunamis power. 2021 was the year of the supernatural. That's where we find Ephesians 3.20, now him to is able to do abundantly, supernaturally, beyond what we could ask a think, look at this, according to his power. Someone say dunamis. Dunamis at work in us. We have been declaring his dunamis power as we declare the supernatural all year long. In 2021, the Lord spoke to us and said, as the Penates were birthing a daughter of honor, that we were supposed to birth a, a value of honor in this house. Look at how Deuteronomy is connected with honor. Mark chapter 6, it says this. When Jesus was in his home, uh, hometown, verse 3, they said this about Jesus. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and, 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 and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? Are not these his sisters with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown among his relatives. Verse 5 says, and he could not do mighty, or that word mighty is the same word of dunamis. He cannot do dunamis work there. Watch this. We have been since 2021 declaring a value of honor in our culture to prepare the ground so dunamis could be done here. Well, let me just pull that back and teach for a moment because if you have a life that is not filled with honor, you do not have a foundation for dunamis to be done in your life. The following year, the Lord spoke to us and said we needed to steward better and that he was bringing a value of stewardship to our culture. You see our values and cultures all written all over the walls, all over this building. We find this in Matthew 25, verse 14. It says this, now it's just like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them with his possessions. 
To one he gave five talents, to one he gave two talents, to another he gave one talents. Look at this, each according to his own ability. But we read ability in the English that's, that's translated from the Greek, but the, the, the real word of that ability isn't the word ability as our skill set, but it's the word dudamus. So watch this. God is giving gifts. He's giving anointing. He's giving resources. Watch, according to your dunamis. It's been here the whole time. Exodus 15, 30, 13. Look at this. Exodus 15, 13. I'm reading the King James. Someone just, I just ministered to them because they're King James only, even though the Bible is written in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. Praise the Lord. It says this, Thou in thy mercy hast led forth his peach people, which you have redeemed and guided them in thy strength. That word strength is really important because I'm going to come back to it in a moment because it's connected to dunamis. But in thy strength unto the holy habitation or the place that God dwells. Well, this is a prophetic scripture over mercy culture because he has been leading us in his mercy the whole time. Since 2016, he's been directing us by his mercy. Look at this, to a place where his holy habitation is or the place where his glory dwells. Let me teach you more about dunamis. There's over 500 scriptures connected to dunamis. There's 120 just in the New Testament alone. The rest is found all throughout the Old Testament. Now, when we translate something in the Greek and Hebrew, there's so much more meaning in Greek and Hebrew than there is the English language. The, 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 the English language would be like a broken language uh, of, uh, compared to Hebrew. And so it has such beauty and richness. And, 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 and part of it is, is it came through the mouth of God himself. And so one rabbi says reading the Bible in English is like kissing a woman through a veil or seeing a, 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 a painting in black and white. You're missing the richness and the depths in it. Many of you that went to Israel, you saw it when you went in the Holy Land and, and you saw scripture come alive as you saw the scriptures come real as you saw it face to face. We see all throughout the word of God. And now here's what I want you to do. I want you to be aware of how much you're already aware of dunamis or how much you already know about dunamis but you weren't aware of it it's kind of like this um have you ever gotten a new car and then the moment you get a new car you notice that car everywhere but before you got that car you never noticed that car anytime ever but when you drive that car all of a sudden you become aware of that car so watch i want you to be aware of how much you have been around dunamis you just didn't even realize it before so when you see the words power when you see the words might when you see the word strength when you see the word fortify these are parts of all these loosely connected word to dunamis someone say dunamis philippians 4 13 says this i can do everything through christ that gives me strength someone say dunamis that's that word. And in Philippians 4.13, I could do everything who Christ who gives me dunamis. Dunamis is connected to prayer and fasting. Luke 4.14, it says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. This is right after he went into the wilderness for prayer and fasting. He came out with power. Little did you know that you would be fasting, making a way for dunamis to manifest in your life. 
Luke 4, 36. Dunamis is the power or the authority to cast out demons. All were amazed at one another. What is this word? For with what authority and dunamis he commanded unclean spirits to come out. Why don't we see the casting out of demons on a regular basis in church? Because we don't see dunamis in church. Dunamis is the nature of God. Romans 1.20, for the invisible attributes, namely his internal dunamis and divine nature. It's who he is. Dunamis is where we find boldness. Romans 1.16 says this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the dunamis of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Dunamis is what exposes religious spirits because when you bring dunamis or power into the room, it exposes who does not have power in the room. Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine says this. Jesus answered. He says to the religious community, you are wrong and you don't know the scriptures nor the dunamis of God. So watch, you can know about God but not know the dunamis of God. I love this. Mark 13, 26, Jesus is coming back with dunamis. And they will see the Son of Man coming in chariots with great dunamis and glory. So this is important you understand this theologically. The primary meaning of dunamis is this miraculous heavenly power. It's the power source of God. But there's more to it. Because even in this rich language, there's more pieces that are connecting. Early last year, I was sitting down with one of the elders of Gateway Church, a friend of mine, speaks into my life, his name's Steve Doolin. And, and, and Steve Doolin said to me, he said, man, I watched your vision Sunday and I was exhausted halfway through. He said, how are you guys gonna do all of that? I'm listening to him talk. He said, you know, in ancient cultures, whenever they would go and take territory or occupy land, he said, they would always stop and turn around and fortify what they built. And when he said the word fortify, I felt the Holy Spirit just punch me in the chest. Sometimes you need to be sensitive because sometimes the Holy Spirit will punch you in the chest. Sometimes he'll shut your mouth. Sometimes he'll slap you upside the head. Sometimes you will feel the Holy Spirit. The Lord taught me how to hear the Holy Spirit through my wife through feeling it before I heard it. Because she would talk so much, I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know what's you. I don't know what's God. Oh, I, I, I'm being funny. I'm sorry, but I'm serious. One time we're standing in the room, she was talking to me, and I felt the Holy Spirit just nudge me in the chest. I heard him say, it's me. <laughs> well, I started listening, watch, to the gifts God gave me in marriage, listening to the Holy Spirit come in and strengthen me through the gift of God, the prophetic voice in my life. Sometimes you will feel things before you even hear them. We go into our elders retreat and we go and the elders go away twice a year and pray and ask the Lord his heart for this house. And, 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 and I tell him, I said, I just hear these words, pause, strengthen and fortify. We begin to pray together and get these words on, on fortify. And, 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 and we prayed together, but I, I, I didn't feel like we had it yet. I didn't feel like we had the word yet, but we know we were hearing the Lord about the direction and how we're supposed to steward and some of the lenses for this year. And, and, and so I, I just said, I, we're close. It's, it's really close, but it's not quite there yet. And, and then I go and preach this message on miracle power. 
And I'm, I'm preaching on what the Lord told me to preach a year prior when he woke me up and told me to do this, this, this series. And so I'm preaching on miracle power and growing up reading the NIV. I, I, I did not realize that when we were talking about the miracles, we were actually talking about dunamis. And I was, I was reading and preparing the message for, for the gifts of the Spirit, miracles. I, I, I start feeling there's something about this that's more than a sermon. And this is what was, is wild. Is when the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm bringing due to this house, I remembered something that I screenshotted on my computer as I was studying for the year of, or the gift of miracles, put it up on the screen. So this is my Bible study program. And as I was studying dunamis, which is the top graphic up here, you're looking at the primary meanings of this word from the Greek, which is mighty, miracles, strength, and ability. So that, that, that supernatural power is the primary use of this word. But I remembered something that I just saw that kind of stood out to me that I, I didn't realize that I went back and looked at it, put it up again. But down below is the Septuagint, or it's the Greek translation of the Hebrew. And the Greek translation of the Hebrew of this word is the word ooze, which means might, strength, and fortified. What the Lord was showing us and telling us in prayer, he confirmed it in his own definitions. That not only was he bringing power, but he was bringing strength and fortification. The strength and fortification. I love this. This is wild. Look at this. When you begin to study out this word and more meanings of this word, it means strength, power, might, a condition. Look at this. In which one can exert great force or withstand great force. Watch this, watch this. We just exerted great force in expanding territory. Watch this. You didn't even realize you were prophesying in faith. Every prophetic act, every property, every baby, every moment of stepping out in faith of expanding territory. As you were exerting great force, he was preparing you to the same level you were exerting is the same level you will withstand. Someone say dunamis. Someone say strengthen. Fortify. So how do we receive Dunamis. I'm glad you asked. Acts 1.8 says you will receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. This is very important. This is a theme of Scripture where the Spirit of the Lord comes upon people. We see this all throughout the Bible, mainly in the Old Testament, where the Spirit of the Lord comes upon people. We see this in all throughout Judges. We see this with Samson, where the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and gave him great strength. We see this where the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and the other judges to fight. We see where the Spirit of the Lord came upon Ezekiel and Ezekiel, where he began to prophesy to dry bones. We see this where the Spirit of uh, the Lord came upon Elisha and he tucked his cloak into his waistband and out run chariots in the natural. Watch this. So we see all, all the time when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon people. And I want to teach you for a moment because the Spirit of the Lord does not come upon you so that you can play Christian in church. The Spirit of the Lord does not come upon you so you can get, begin to engage with online arguments with people. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, watch, to do stuff. 
You need to turn your, you just need to shake some neighbor next to you. Just tell him, wake up. Just tell him, wake up, wake up. Listen, the Spirit of God is not on you to be an accolade. You ever see someone that goes and gets a degree and does nothing with it? And it sits on your wall and it's a picture frame watch. And what is supposed to empower you just becomes a decoration. That's what a lot of people do with their spiritual gifts. You know why the spiritual gifts are rare? Because the Spirit of the Lord came upon people, watch, but they didn't do anything with it. They didn't stop and prophesy. They didn't stop and cast out demons. They didn't stop and heal the sick. They didn't stop and speak in tongues. This is important. Real life story. Last Monday, I came into uh, the chiropractor's office. You're all up in this message this morning. And I walk out, and as I walk out, I hear the Lord say, go back and pray for them. I love you guys. I didn't want to. (laughs) He gave me a rough adjustment. I'm joking. I was tired. We started to fast. I was late. I had other things to do. We had to get horrific Christmas decorations down. Like there's uh, there just stuff. And, I, and I, I, I kept walking away. And as I walked away, I felt his pleasure come off me. The spirit of the Lord comes upon you to go back and do stuff. Someone say do stuff. The purpose of these gifts are not for you to collect. The purpose of these gifts are to use. 1 Samuel 16, 13 says this, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. Look at this. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. Look at this. From this day forward. David had a very special relationship with the spirit of the Lord. He was anointed by God from a young age. And when he was anointed by God, when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, he did stuff. He took on lions and bears and giants with the Spirit of the Lord that was on him. I'm going to jump in a little earlier because I got a lot to unpack in our story this morning. So the primary text that we opened up with was 2 Samuel chapter 6. If you're taking notes, it's in my notes that there's also reference to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Excuse me, 1 Chronicles chapter 13 at the same time. So this story is mentioned twice in the Old Testament, 2 Samuel chapter 6 and 1 Chronicles chapter 13. So we need to show great attention when this is mentioned twice in the Old Testament. This is the story of King David and the ark of God, and which was the presence of God. Before we talk about David the king, we need to understand who David was. David was the shepherd boy. David was the one who served his way into greatness. He was the one who killed the, the, the giant. He was the one, who, when, when King Saul lost his anointed, anointing, David was anointed. I've had people ask me before, can you lose your anointing? Yes. 1 Samuel chapter 16 tells us Saul lost his. He was given to another that had a right heart before the Lord. So watch, David went from a 10 to 12-year-old young teenager, anointed king, giant killer, worship leader, to a spear-dodging, exiled cave dweller. 
I don't have time to teach all of David's story. You can go read it for yourself in, in, in 1 Samuel. So he went from this teenage phenom giant killer, favorite worship leader that everybody was playing his videos, to his non-anointed king throwing spears at him, creating war with him, running from him, living in caves. And let me just teach for a moment. David finally became king 20 years after he was anointed. We see this in 2 Samuel chapter 5. So he was anointed by the prophet, and 20 years later, he actually became the king. Let me just give a warning for you young people to be careful about rushing your process of promotion. Because maybe you came to Psalm Assembly and you got a, a, a prophetic word. And because you got a prophetic word where someone says, God is going to anoint you to do this, you have thought the kingship already came on you. It was a 20-year process of him stewarding that prophetic word. Do you know why the Lord gives us process? He wants to see if we'll give up. Oh, he wants to see if the word is about you or if the word is about him. Look at this, 1 Chronicles chapter 13. David's first act as king was to get the presence of the Lord back. He becomes king 20 years later. This is what he does. He says this, let us bring the ark of God back to us. Look at this. For we did not seek it in the days of Saul. Ooh, this is really important. I'll share a little more about this in a moment. But David was put in the position of a king, but he did not want to be king without the presence. He said this, I had the presence in the field. I had the presence with a giant. I had the presence in a cave. I've had the presence in the battles, but I will not be king without the presence. Too many of us only want the presence in the hard times. David said, I cannot sustain this kingship without his power. That's what he prayed those, those psalms, like Psalms 42, verse 2, my soul thirsts for God. Look at this. When can I go meet with God? That wasn't how many nights of solemn assembly? When is this over? How long are they doing worship out there for? Where are we marching to now? No, I, I'm trying to show a contrast and someone whose soul hungers and thirsts for righteousness. David is saying, when can I be with you in the Lord? That's the prayer of the Lord. Would you wake me up earlier? Would you wake me up in the midnight hour? Would you wake me up in the fourth turning? Would you wake me up in the early morning? When can I come and be with you again? This is who King David was. Another attribute of the story is the Ark of the Covenant. Most of you are familiar with this was. Exodus chapter 25 lays it out for it. The Ark was a wooden box that was covered in gold with these railings on it so it could be carried. And on top of it, it had two angels, which they called cherubims, that covered it. Inside was three items. We had the Ten Commandments that God wrote with his own hand on. 
It was manna that God sent from heaven and Aaron's staff. Those represent the Ten Commandments was the law of God or the ways of God. Watch, this wasn't the rules of God. This was the ways of God to know him well. The bread was God's word. It's type and shadow of Jesus. He said, I am the bread of life. Man should not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. This was the bread of God or the provision of God. And then the rod of God was Aaron's staff or the miracle power that went before them. So it was Aaron's staff that threw down, became a snake, and ate the snake of the other magicians. It was Aaron's rod that was held up above the Red Sea, and the Red Sea parted. Watch. The rod represented power. So you have the ways of God, you have relationship with God, and you have the power of God in this golden box. It's important you understand this, that this, this golden box was the manifest presence of God before Jesus came to the earth. This was the Holy of Holies. This was the secret place. When you go to Israel and everybody prays at the Western Wall, do you know why they pray there? Because on the other side was the temple and that's where the box was. It had nothing to do with, 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 with a, a wall. There's nothing significant about the wall. It was what's on, on the other side of the wall. This holy thing was on the other side. Now watch, so, so you, have, you have Muslims in Israel that are all fighting over the same place in the same space because it just was there. This is what the Ark of God was. Now the Ark of God was captured or lost. Scripture says in 1 Samuel chapter 4, look at this, the glory had departed from Israel. The Philistines, the enemies of God, captured the Ark in 1 Samuel chapter 4. The power and presence of God began to afflict the Philistines in 1 Samuel chapter 5. So the Philistines sent it back to Israel blindly on a cart because they said, we do not want this power in our land because it's tormenting us. So they sent it back to Israel and it ended up in a local town for 20 years and in that 20 years never one time did Saul said let's go get the presents that's why he lost the anointing he only cared about what people thought he only cared about people liking him he only cared about his popularity. He only cared about his provision. He only cared about his house. He only cared about his name. He only cared about his fame. And the first act as king of King David was, guys, we're going to get the presence back. Huh. Do you know that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of churches, there's a lot of ministries that do not fight for the presence of God. Watch, the ark was sitting in a town about a mile outside Jerusalem, just randomly sitting there for 20 years. Oh, it's okay, it's in distance. We can go visit it on a Wednesday night. Oh, oh, oh. It's somewhere over there sometimes. Well, that's for the spirit-filled people. You know, you just go over there sometimes. There's a lot of people that do not care that the ark is not close. 
as long as it's close enough. David said, we're getting the ark back. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 3, our primary text, let's go back to it. It says, and they carried, God, they carried the ark of God on a new cart. Someone say new cart. Add 10 more minutes to my clock, please. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart. Someone say new cart. With the ark of God, and Ohio went before the Lord. What is a new cart? A new cart is a structure that would carry the weight. Now, this is important. Can you put this, uh, this slide back up of the Ark of the Covenant? So, this is made of wood with solid gold. With gold. Now, we don't know, because the Bible doesn't tell us if those cherubim are made of solid gold or are they wood carvings covered in gold. So, Theologians believe that this weighed between 350 pounds, depending on if those cherubim were solid gold or covered in gold, between 350 pounds to around 600 plus pounds of weight that this carried. 350 to 600 pounds. And it was designed to be carried by four individuals with these poles. So that means this, each individual was responsible between 80 to 150 pounds of weight. And so it was designed to be carried and each person had a responsibility of weight. But they someone had the idea of, I think that we don't have to carry the weight or we don't have to have the responsibility to carry the presence of God if we just created something for it to go on instead of us. So maybe if we had a ministry Maybe if we had certain kind of services. Maybe if we had these departments. Maybe, maybe if I begin to, to, to manufacture some sort of religion or ministry or church or life, what can I do? I, you know, the, the, it, it kind of gets heavy, so maybe my pastor can carry it for me. Maybe the elders will just carry it for us. Maybe, maybe my grandma will pray and carry it for us. Maybe somebody else, but I, this is heavy. So surely... There could be a better way to carrying the presence of God than have it be on us. Do you know that your good intentions could have bad outcomes? <sighs> Try not to prophesy yet. But some of you partially partner with prophetic words. And then you have bad, bad, bad outcomes with good intentions because you did not obey the Lord. See, many of you have the outcomes you didn't hope for because you neglect God's word. Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the fear of the Lord on me. I watched this happen where people tried to partner with expanding territory, but it was a spirit of rebellion. It was not God. And they tried to use that prophetic word as their cart. Instead of expanding territory one step at a time like God told us to do. Woo! That's why I felt grace coming on us. Because some of you went a little slower than you thought and you thought you missed God. You actually obeyed him. Oh. See, David 
actually transported the ark, not the way that God showed him, but the way his enemy showed him. Now remember, the ark of God was lost in battle. The Philistines stole the ark. It brought chaos and tumors and sickness and disease to their camp. So they took the, they took the ark, according, put it up on the screen, according to 1 Samuel 6, 2, verse 8, it says the Philistines, look at this, called for the priests and the diviners. The Philistine called those that specialize in witchcraft and said, how can we get this thing out of here? Watch, and those that were demonically led to manipulate and cause people to stumble, I feel the Holy Ghost. Those that are called, demonically infused, to cause people to stumble, said, put it on a cart. And then they just sent it on its way. So at some point, David said, they did it like that. Ah, that's the moment where you think that you can live like your friends can live. That's the moment that you think you can live like your business partners live. That's the way that you think you can live like somebody else can live. That person goes to that church gets away with this. My friend gets away with this. No, 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 no. See, listen, those that are called to carry the presence cannot operate the way the world operates. You cannot operate in, operate in compromise. You cannot operate in complacency. See, the world, oh, you see it. You see it on television shows where they do gospel albums and they cry and they dance like they're in church. But there's no glory. The glory had departed. Hmm. Watch. David's heir. Please get this. Please get this. I know this is heavy, but I'm trying to take you into the new year prophetically. David neglected the word of God. This is the spirit-filled church's error. They have neglected the word of God. Watch. They learned how another person successfully carried the ark out. I feel the, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm getting stuff for the first time that I never got before. Watch. The Philistines put it on a cart to get it out. It wasn't the plan to get it in. Kid you not, I just saw that right now in the spirit. The Phil, it worked for the Philistines because it was to get the presence of God out. You say, why do these other churches are doing this? And how come these other churches are doing that? Listen, those might be carts. Oh, yeah. wow. Pastor, how come we don't do things like this? And my old church, my old do that. Then go be planted and submitted there. Oh. We're trying to get the presence in. Yeah. Not get the presence out. No, someone, you need to get this in your spirit because some of you, I don't know if I'm going to go through membership yet if a pastor doesn't meet with me. And I, I, I need an audience and I need a meeting and I was important in other places. Well, welcome to Mercy Culture where God is important. Someone shout, bring the presence in. That wasn't bad enough. 
a man named Uzzah was maneuvering the ark. Verse 6 of 2 Samuel 6, Uzzah put his hand on the ark and took a hold of it when the oxen stumbled. Hmm. And it says this, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. God struck him down of his error. He died there beside the, beside the ark. Some of you think that this is intense and severe. Yes, obeying God is intense and severe. Your obedience is a matter of life and death. Uzzah, this is wild. Uzzah's name is connected to dunamis. Oh. But it doesn't mean strength of God. It means strength of man. Uzzah was trying to govern and guide the presence with his own strength. He's trying to make it happen. He's doing it through striving. This is, you know, you guys that help God with the prophetic word when you do things that he didn't ask you to do and you step out where he didn't ask you to step out and you start dating the person that you shouldn't be dating because it's a year of the supernatural, whatever year you want to try to connect it to and you're going to go try to expand your own territory when God hadn't told you to do that yet. Watch, and instead of going slow and staying close to the ark, you run out ahead, ask God to bless you and you don't know, realize or don't know why things die in your life. was a man of his own strength. He did not wait on the power of God. Whew. You know what's wild? You know where the oxen stumbled? He stumbled by the place of the threshing floor. Watch, David loosely walked by the place he was supposed to be giving sacrifices. Watch, he lost the fear of the Lord in that moment. And he rushed by the place of sacrifice in obedience. And the place where he stopped is the place that he stumbled. Because where you stop being obedient is where you spiritually stumble. So you can't figure out if things were starting out so good and then they got hard. And I tried to make it easy, but it didn't work for easy. And what happened? Where did you stop obeying? What chiropractic office did you walk out of that the Lord said, go back into? Which fight did, you, did the Lord tell you to humble yourself to your spouse and you didn't? You went to bed in, 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 in anger. Which moment did God tell you to give and you withheld? What partial obedience did you have? What was the moment that you stopped? The oxen stumbled. Uzzah died. And the fear of God hit David. Oh. I love David and David messed up all the time some of you are too hard on yourself it's good to be hard on yourself but don't be religious with yourself it's good to challenge yourself challenge yourself be, be firm lead but don't be religious his heart's desire is to get the presence back and he messes up. Anyone ever mess up trying to do something for God? So watch his prayer. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Second Samuel 6, 9. And David was afraid of the Lord. And he said, how could I get the ark to come to me? Watch. He did say, okay, like Saul, we'll just leave it alone. 
No, David said, okay, this didn't work. I feel, I feel something strong in my spirit. Where there is this faithfulness. Ah, oh, this is dunamis. There, there, there's this strengthening and fortifying in your faith. Watch, that you stop, stop giving up so easily. And how many of us, when it didn't work, would say, we tried. I tried the prophetic word easy. It doesn't work for me. I tried to expand territory. It doesn't work for me. David said, I tried. It didn't work. How can I get his presence to come to me? How, watch, can I try again? And you know what David did? Watch, he went back to the word. I love this. Numbers chapter four, verse 15. And, and, and this is wild because the scripture doesn't say that David actually went back to text. The only thing that makes sense is David went back and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did we carry the presence before our enemies got it? How did we carry the presence before we became a cool seeker attractional church? How did we carry the presence in past days? How did we do it before when his glory was there? He said, somebody go back. We need to find out how we're supposed to do this. He finds himself in Numbers chapter four. Put the screen, put it up on the screen. It says, and when Aaron and his sons or the priests were covering the sanctuary and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, they came and set out. And after that, the son of Kohath shall come and carry these things. Someone say carry. They must not touch the holy things lest they die. These are the things at the tent meeting. The sons of Kohath, look at this, are to carry. Put the picture of that ark back up. God reminded David, my presence was designed to be carried by men. I put poles on it for a reason. I know it's heavy, but this is how you transport my presence. Watch, this is how you get it to go from place to place. Watch, I feel the, here's the word. It is not by a man's strategy. It is not by man's strength. It was designed to be carried, hear this, by people. Do you know why the Lord wants people carrying his presence? Because it strengthens and fortifies you. Because you are holding the presence and you're like, man, this thing feels heavy. I thought the prophetic word was supposed to be easy. Easy and heavy are two different things because there's a weight of glory. But don't worry. Watch. He says, as you carry his presence, watch. His power is strengthening you. I know you're trying to read the self-help books to get stronger on your own. But something happens in dunamis where it is not your strength. It is your, his strength working in you. And here's what it says. He says, I want to strengthen you. How are you strengthened and fortified when you carry this presence? 
I got to show you something really, really cool. I love it. Uh, 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 Will Ford calls it the tapestry of faith, but, but I, I, I love how God takes things that are happening all the time. And he takes something from January and February and April and March and this prophetic word and that prophetic word, and he begins to mix them together. I got to show you what the Lord showed me. This is wild because I want to show you how the story ends. So I know it was hard and I know it was challenging, but, but, but David said, we're going to do this thing different. We're going to go back to the word, watch this, and we're going to do it God's way. Someone say God's way. So in 2 Samuel chapter 6, it says this, verse 12. So David went back to the ark, and he brought it up from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with rejoicing. Someone say joy. And those carrying the ark of the Lord, watch this, advanced six spaces, and then he sacrificed an ox and a fattened calf. I love this. Put the picture of the ark back up. They carried the ark into the city. And every six steps, they stopped and they made a sacrifice and they worshiped. Oh, watch this. How do you sustain that move of the presence of God by never losing the fear of the Lord in sacrifice? Never losing your obedience. Listen to me. This is the key to staying on track. Watch this. Every six steps they stop. Job, you good. Hey, you good. Hey, you good. Hey, are we all good? Watch. We're not losing anybody this time. We're going to go slow together. Watch. We're going to be strong together. Watch. And every six steps we're going to stop and thank God. Someone needs to stand up and just thank God for the miracles of 2020, 21. 22 and 23 begin to thank God for what he's already done ah, they didn't lose their thanksgiving they didn't lose their joy Pastor Jasmine I felt the pleasure of the Lord while you were singing thank you this morning with the worship team watch they didn't lose their praise they didn't lose their worship they didn't lose their thanksgiving every six paces you know the number six is the number of man they said listen where man fell we're going to get it right this time They worshiped. Watch, we're almost done. Look at this. Look at this. I love this. Not only did they sacrifice, not only did they worship. Ha, ha. It says this, 2 Samuel 6, 14. It says, and David wearing a linen ephod danced with all of his might. That word ooze again. Before the Lord. Look at this, 1 Chronicles 15, 16. It's the other version of the same text. It says, David also with the leaders of the Levites appointed their relatives and singers to lift up their voices with joy. Watch. Do you know how they transported the presence of God? With obedience, with the fear of the Lord, with thanksgiving, with worship, with praise, and with joy. That's why I feel the Holy Ghost. This is so cool. That's why the Lord said you would dance your way. (laughs) 
from conference. Come on, some of you need a band to dance your way with joy. Listen, someone just put your hands together and just begin to give the Lord praise. He said you will dance your way from conference into 2023. Watch, because dancing and joy is how we transport the presence of God. Watch, it's how we get it from one glory to another glory. We're almost done. Uh, Pastor Ryan, come and join me. I need, you, I need you to hear this prophetic word. But this is the year that dunamis goes from on us to in us. When I heard the Lord say that dunamis was coming to this house, it meant dunamis is coming to this house. It means dunamis is coming to your family's house. And dunamis is coming to these houses. His dunamis power strengthens and fortifies you. Watch. When it goes from the Old Testament on you to the New Testament in you. I'm almost done. I have a little more. You need to get this. Acts chapter 2. It's the day of Pentecost. What's the day of Pentecost? It's 50 days after Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. You will receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Acts 1.8 was prophesied right before Jesus ascends to heaven. Acts chapter 2, disciples are gathered there 50 days after and says this. They're all together in one place and suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. It filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues of fire appeared on them. Look at this, verse three, and rested on each of them. Watch, watch, I'm gonna show you dunamis. Verse four, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is how dunamis goes from on you to in you. Now I'm going to show you what dunamis looks like. John 15, verse 1, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does not bear fruit, it prunes, that you may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because the word I have spoken to you. Verse 4, look at this. Heather prophesied this on Tuesday night. Abide in me and I will in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you 
unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, it is thrown away like a branch. It withers and branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. Verse seven, if you abide in me, in my words, in you, dunamis, and whatever you wish, it will be done for you. And by my father is glorified that you may bear much fruit. And so you prove to be my disciples. Verse 11 says, these things I have spoken to you that you may have joy. My joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is the dunamis of God. Where he goes from on you to in you. That's where you begin to bear much fruit. Come on, let's just posture our hearts to receive this one. That's nobody moving around. 2023 is a year of dunamis power. It's a year to strengthen and fortify. I heard the Lord say, I'm just getting started. Mercy Culture Waco. This is a year where you will get spiritually stronger and stronger. 2 Samuel 3 verse 1. It says, and as time passed, David became stronger and stronger. No more two steps forward and one step back. Dunamis is where you fortify the territory that's been taken. This year, he will fortify the foundations of your faith. No one stumbles and falls behind this year. This is a year that no one, say no one, loses their faith. You will be people of the Spirit, and you will be people of the Word. The Word of God, the Bible, will strengthen you. Hmm. The enemy's tricks and lies of did God really say will no longer work on you. For you will know what is written, and you will know God's word. Mercy Culture, you will be strengthened and fortified by the reading of the word and by memorizing scripture. Psalms 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You will memorize scripture this year. Come on, somebody receive that. I said you will memorize scripture this year. I come against every attack on your mind. Confusion, I bind you. ADHD, I bind you. The inability to remember things, I rebuke you. You will memorize scripture this year. You will grow stronger in the value of stewardship, stronger in honor, stronger in your trust of the Lord and stronger in prayer. We will fortify in prayer 
this year. We began stewarding the prophetic word Pastor Heather delivered to this house many months ago that said MC Waco would be a house of prayer. And we began that with Wednesday morning prayer. And the Lord says, this is just the beginning of our tapping into the power of prayer. 2023 is a year of commitment to prayer. Prayer will not be work this year. Prayer will not be hard this year. Prayer will be easy in his presence. There will be a grace on your prayer life. I heard the Lord say, prayer will be joy-filled and fun this year. This year, there will be guerrilla prayer warfare. I see prayer breaking out in different times and different places all over this church and all over the city. As we feed people and serve our city, prayer will break out. In small groups all throughout the city, houses of prayer will be birthed. I saw prayer meetings for justice in our city. I saw prayer for the creatives throughout Waco that are lost and searching for dunamis power and community. I saw worship rooms being birthed in Mercy Culture Waco. I saw prayer in that building as we are in the middle of construction of our new home. I saw contractors who don't even know the Lord being overwhelmed by his presence because the prayer that has taken place in that building. I heard the Lord say there will be prayer vigils that members of this house will call. There will be 24-hour prayer days. I saw fires burning in our parking lot with people gathered around them praying 24 hours a day. I saw prayer walks around our city. I saw prayer in the midnight hour. I saw prayer radically and sporadically breaking out. And I heard the enemy be confused because it prayer was coming from so many different directions. He didn't know where it was coming from. I heard the Lord say, prayer with your family in your home will become easy. I saw some of you gathering your families in your living room, attempting to pray and having a difficult time, getting your children's attention, being able to get the words out. And I heard the Lord say, there is breakthrough over prayer in your family this year. You will speak in tongues this year. Come on, just begin to pray in your heavenly language. Ah, I feel the Holy Ghost. You will pray in your heavenly language this year. Some of you have said it's hard. I haven't been able, I've asked the Lord for years. The Lord says it's easy in his presence and ask him now and he'll give it to you. Ask him right now, lift up your hands and ask the Lord and he'll give it to you. And in the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit of false religion that would say that this gift the Bible says we pray the mysteries of heaven when we pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that we pray the perfect will of the Father when we pray in the Holy Ghost. And there has been an orchestrated, intentional attack against the releasing of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the city of Waco. And this year, Mercy Culture Waco will see the release of every gift of the Holy Spirit. And we will see the Prince 
principality of the spirit of false religion bow at the feet of Jesus. This year, you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Lord says that there is more prophecy coming this year. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, One who speaks in tongues edifies, builds up, walks in dunamis power for himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So not only will we pray in our heavenly language to build ourselves up in dunamis power, but we will prophesy and build up the church. I declare, I prophesy this year there'll be more prophecies in our parking lot. This year, those of you that have never prophesied will deliver a word that brings change over people's lives in the foyer, at your seat, in the parking lot. This year, Mercy Culture Waco will prophesy in coffee shops and restaurants and at the grocery store and in the line to pick up your kids and at the PTA meeting and at the daycare and in your office and at your family get together where they already think you're crazy, you might as well confirm it. This is the year that there will be greater prophecy. This is the year that God gets your best. This is the year where every act of obedience will strengthen you. Family, this is a year to serve. Say serve. When you serve, you are helping to carry the presence of God with us. The Lord spoke to me in September that some of us lack the revelation of the power of servanthood. Ah, that it's an area that we don't carry our culture well. Some of you have been serving so faithfully. I want to honor you. So many of you have served so well. But Pastor Landon had a vision after preaching that message and what he saw was only two people attempting to carry the ark. And they were carrying a heavier load than they should because others were walking in disobedience to the voice of the Lord. And for some, it has been very heavy to carry the load of servanthood because others have refused to carry their part. I want to bring a warning to you. Don't let this church just serve your house. The Lord said, if you will build my house, I will build yours. I heard the Lord say he is breaking off the fear of being taken advantage of. He is breaking off church hurt. This is the year the Lord is going to give you the power to gain wealth. In, Deuteron in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it says, He who giveth power to gain wealth. 
I declare that the Lord's power, the Lord's dunamis is coming to rest upon your natural ability. Some of you have side businesses that dunamis power will rest on right now if you'll receive it. Some of you have little stores and little Etsy shops and you do real estate on the side and you do little things that have provide small amounts. But if you'll receive it now, the dunamis power of God will rest upon it now. Crystal, God's dunamis power is resting upon you. I hear the Lord say, I can trust you with great wealth. And through your obedience, I am opening up the floodgates and giving you, uh, he said, the strategies to gain wealth. Come on, receive that for yourself and your family. A warning, 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 6, talks about the sacrifice that was missed. This is a year where sacrifices will be made and not missed. Even some of you are remembering now past promises and oaths that you made to God and you didn't fulfill what you told Him you would do. This is the year you go back and keep your word with the Lord. This is the year you step in obedience to everything God tells you to do. This is a year that you won't make things happen in your own strength. It will be a year of dunamis power through his strength. I heard this. You will do less and I will do more. Some of you like David are saying even now, I tried my way. Now I'm going to do it God's way. This is the year that you will produce fruit. Say, I will produce fruit. Lasting fruit that remains. Uh, we will not be like the tree that Jesus cursed to wither and die because it didn't bear fruit. We will bear the fruit that remains. Relationships will be strengthened and fortified this year. Come on, reach over and hold hands with your spouse. If you're near your spouse, grab their hand. Come on, declare. Say, marriages will become stronger than they've ever been. The same attacks of the enemy that have worked in the past will not work this year. I prophesy strong families at Mercy Culture Church. There are specific relationships that God will highlight to you that you need to strengthen. Specific relationships that you are in, to intentionally strengthen. It wasn't strengthen all relationships. No, strategic kingdom iron sharpens iron relationships. Some of you have allowed godly relationships to die, and he's calling you to go back. Some of them are for your future. Some of them are for their future. And some of them are for both. It's a two puts 10,000 to flight year. Uh, I declare that there will be a grace to move to mercy culture. There are people that have been praying that have been asking the Lord, 
even from within this city and some from outside of our city and out of the state and even out of this nation that felt their hearts drawn to mercy culture. God is releasing a grace and a favor for them to move to mercy culture Waco and some to move to mercy culture Fort Worth and some to move to Dallas and God will release his favor to move. This is the year where joy is our warfare. Y'all didn't get that. This is the year where joy is our weapon. Uh, as David strengthened himself in the Lord, strength from dunamis, that great force, I saw you strengthening yourself in prayer, strengthening yourself by praying in the Spirit, strengthening yourself in worship, and strengthening yourself in joy. This is the year that your enemies will be scattered. Your enemies thought they were picking a fight with you, but they were actually picking a fight with God. The battles that you've been facing you thought were personal, but they've actually been spiritual. We will dance our way into dunamis and through dunamis. Joy will be our weapon. This will be the greatest year of spiritual warfare that you will not even feel. The last thing the Lord would say, I am filling you with overflow. I am filling you with dunamis power. It's going from on you to in you to overflow somebody began to pray in your heavenly language come on press into this word from the lord as high as you can get them as high as you can get them that's the song the Lord would say you've tried in the past to receive prophetic words in your own might but today you shall receive it not by might but by the Spirit of the Lord and this word will say will take root in your heart and in your life and we will walk in dunamis power in the name of jesus come on declare it declare it declare it Oh, 
somebody needs to run to the altar in obedience some of you need to run to the altar in obedience god is calling you to lay down your might to lay down your dudamus to lay down the strength you've been walking in in your own flesh to lay down unforgiveness to lay down fear to receive what the lord has been saying to lay down your lack of forgiveness to lay down church hurt ah come on to lay down your own work ethic ah, to lay down your own identity and to pick up his power to pick up his dunamis to pick up his identity to pick up you in the spirit holding a battering ram as you were dancing as you were worshiping I saw you take that battering ram and beat up against a door it was heavily fortified it was thick you began to relentlessly beat against that door over over and over and as you did the locks began to shake 
the hinges started to shake. I heard the Lord say that in your voice is a key to opening doors in this city. Ah. So, Father, I declare, I pray that you would give this woman of God your strategy, Lord. God, I pray that you would break the chains off of her voice. the chains that have been placed upon her by other people. God, break those chains off of the voice that you've given to her. And Lord, I pray right now you would strengthen her in dunamis power. Give her the strength to walk out the purpose and the call that is on her life. And I declare in Jesus' name, she will take down doors in this city. And the gates of hell shall not prevail in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. One more time, let's lift our hands and sing that song. Give us your dunamis power, Lord. Give us your strength to pick up every word, God, that you have given to us. Not in our own strength, God, but in yours. We will walk in this word throughout this year. It shall be done. Say, it shall be done in Jesus' name.